0: Peace. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome, family, to Tea Time Podcast by Atiyah J. This is your self help, spiritual podcast, uplifting topics we all love to avoid, but we definitely need to conquer. Tea Time is your moment to pause, listen, and absorb what is soothing to you. I'm Atiyah J, aka Tia, a certified holistic life coach, and this idea was sparked by my passion to help others discover their latent potential, purpose, and significance, especially if you are one who feels overlooked, alone, or forgotten. You are not alone, you are not forgotten. I see you, and I feel you. Welcome to Tea Time Podcast. Enjoy the tea.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you feel like, I don't wanna say the pressure, but the willing? Let me, let's me let say willingness, the willingness to really get into your vulnerability, uh, expressing of emotion bag. Do you feel like it's really inspired by being in a relationship compared to being single? Like how was it for you being single, identifying emotions and expressing them versus being in a relationship? Because for me, it's the relationship that really sparked me to be like, yo, you got to do this. As opposed to when I was single, I could hide behind not doing it. So, like, what about you? Ooh, you said it. Facts.
0: Because <laughs> I, I found myself, I, I would identify as not being emotional before, which okay. was fake. That was fake. But at, when I got married and, like, being in the house with my husband, it's like, I legit, I tried it. He came at me. I'm like, I can't hide. I can't just go to my room and isolate and put on my headphones and just zone out to music. It, yeah. I can't. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's really also uh, the hormones of being pregnant and everything too. I think, um, I think that has had a huge effect as well. And I don't know where to d- differentiate the two. But yeah. even before being pregnant, being with um, my husband, it was definitely um, emotion. And I would say I was finally able to express a lot of emotion I had been stifling since a little girl when my father left, because my father had left when I was very young. So there was kind of it was kind of scary, um, to be honest, because there was a, a fear. I, I didn't date. Um, you know, grow, I grew up Muslim, so I believed in courting, although I did not follow every every law all the time. But yeah. dating to me would just be, I'm gonna get to know you, but I'm not investing my heart into you. If right. you're not showing that you're investing in me, I'm not gonna do the same. And right. I I agree with that um, still to this day, but the, the kind of air that I took on was that, i don't care about you in a way which was false because that was me just putting up a blockade because yeah. in my heart i believe that every person even friends that came into my life could replicate what my father did to me and i feel abandonment but i could not say that out loud until now being married <laughs> yeah. where i recognize being this abandonment thing on my husband like oh, if you didn't talk to me for a couple hours today, you're going to leave me. How could you do this? You didn't wash the dishes. That means you don't love me. And I'm like, wow, that has nothing to do with him. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yo, that's a that's a fact that dad wound. I definitely have a dad wound myself. And it definitely showed up for me with being afraid to quit my job that was stressing me the hell out. And mm-hmm. to accept the fact that, okay, in the midst of me finding the next thing or building my business to... You know have stable income i have to rely on my on my partner's income and mm. my father wasn't so willing to to, pre, to create that environment for me so i always relied on my mother and my grandmother women so i had to do my own like uh take a take a moment to kind of console inner child key and I actually mm. had a life coach at the time and she told me write a letter to your dad Write a letter to your dad explaining to him how he made you feel. Now, granted, my father died in 2013, so I knew I wasn't going to give it to him. But just in the act of writing that letter allowed me to really express how I felt about him being in my life but not being in my life and how I was not going to prejudge my husband's ability to be a protector and maintainer for me because he wasn't like that for me. And it felt good. It, it didn't mean that after I wrote that letter, immediately I was able to lean into that reliance of my husband, but it felt good to put a, a reason on why I was so afraid to quit my job. And something I looked at on, I saw on YouTube was like, when we have issues with our parents, especially if they were emotionally distant or unavailable parents, mm-hmm. when it comes to like our intimate relationships or even like our friendships, sometimes we open ourselves up to the wrong people because we're trying to rectify that, that past. Mm-hmm. And for me, the way I was interacting with people and uh, before I was a Muslim was I, re- I later realized that, yo, I was really trying to uh, rectify that poor relationship with my dad by trying to show this person that I'm, you know, engaging in an interaction with, so to speak, like I'm worthy, I'm valuable, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, wow. The parent wound is something something serious and it's and it's it bother it's bothersome that it shows up in our relationship, especially the people that don't mean to trigger us or have no clue unless we, you know, talk about it. But mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing when you realize it yourself and you have a partner that's willing to have that conversation with you because they understand that in order for you to through that and to really show up fully in the relationship there has to be a conversation there has to be a level of understanding so all praise be to the most high for giving you and i and other spouses that are understanding because mm-hmm. if we had somebody that wasn't understanding i'm like what the hell is wrong with you i did not sign up for this but like nah it, it was the complete opposite for us so
0: absolutely high, shout out to the most high yeah facts we blessed what when it comes to love, right, since we're Mm -hmm. in that, in that scope right now, your, everything that you're expressing, your, your healing, that you started healing journey, Mm -hmm. where did, where did your relationship with love come into play, like a positive love?
1: Man, when I finally put myself first, a lot Mm -hmm. of the times I, put other people before me in a sense of trying to show them my worth and my value and I remember when I met my husband I was really like at my wits end I was tired of being on that gerbil wheel of really playing myself and it's funny because my mom used to tell me when I was a kid like she used to quote can't remember the whole bible scripture but she's a to quote to me like first corinthians i forgot the verses but love is patient love is kind i would mm-hmm. always if people would ask me what is love i would tell them to read that bible first but she would always say that that's what love is and she would always tell me if somebody says if you love me you'll do x y and z and it goes against your values or your morals like they don't love you mm-hmm. but in my pursuit of living through my dad wound that I didn't know was a dad wound, I kind of threw what my mother said out the window. And I did everything opposite of what she told me. And I did what was against my values and morals, trying to feel a sense of love and like or whatever. But when I met my husband and I was at my wit's end, and I was like, nah, this, these are my expectations. This is what I stand upon. This is what I don't want. was able to be like, yo, I like how my husband shows up in my life, I'm like, yo, that's that's really love. So it took me taking accountability and really being firm on what matters to me and not not bending, like remaining remaining firm on 10 toes. So yeah, and then another great example of love to me that I think about is my mom, yo, know, my which moms, you know, in general, like Thanks. that loyalty like that you know go to the end of the world for you type of thing like and my grandmom like those two people have shown me love that I will never receive from anybody else but I would say intimately my husband definitely gives me a love that only the most high could manifest because when I tried to manifest it myself it was a little (laughs) jacked up y'all but honestly when I put God first and allow my morals to shine and what love really meant for me was I able to really receive that
0: so yeah mm. yeah oh breathe uh-huh. breathe it in yes <laughs> I'm hearing you say like it what I hear is when you were that superwoman that you described for yourself everything fell into place and exactly. I love how you went back to the definition that your mom gave for love because i believe that you train the child up as you may know in the way that she go and they will never depart um so it's it's like we we have to go through our own journey and path but no matter what we're going to hold on to the morals that our parents are, have taught us and our loved ones taught us and what life has shown us so it's it's you have to appreciate the journey like no matter what it is in my mm-hmm. experience I found no matter what it is that I go through no matter what I've been through it's enjoying that journey and experience because at the end of the day I have somebody who loved me and I have to yeah. pull on that and that's gonna make any experience that I go through worth it because it's building me up when I know my worth um, yeah. and it's, it's I, I kind of like how you boiled it down to parents because us being you know the next parents on the way and it's it's like everything that we're learning it's not mm-hmm. just for us right? Like being able to identify that emotion will only make us better at identifying emotion in our children and being yes. able to allow them to have that space yes. and I feel like that dad wound and stuff that we both talked about um, we weren't able to express emotions in a certain way and it's right. beautiful that our children will not have to have that same experience they'll only be able to grow from what we're able to give them
1: right I don't mind if my children have a diary because I've had a diary since I can't remember which grade but elementary school but I want them to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. knowing that they can come to myself and their father and express themselves and know that i'm not going to try to shoot them away or try to gaslight them like that's what i want differently for my my child or children is to be able to like confidently like express themselves i have a niece well she's really my cousin but i adopted her as my niece mm-hmm. and i just look at her and i'm like yo like she's my role model because granted kids are very honest and they say the darnest things but like she's that generation that speaks her truth Like if my aunt is disciplining her, she'll say, sugar mama, like, why you hit me so hard? Like she like really like talk her talk. And I'm looking at her like, yo, we could never, we can never say that. But it's funny because parents who turn into grandparents, they lighten up. So Mm -hmm. I just look at her and I'm like, there are certain things that I, I would do differently if she were my child, but I love the fact that we have not censored her. I grew up censored and a censored child turns into an adult that censors themselves and gaslights their own self and is unable to really articulate what's going on with them as far as emotions and feelings and I want to raise a, a child that's healthy and expressing themselves
0: I feel you that's <laughs> we know about gaslighting and not being able to express
1: Hello,
0: and censoring what I mean. We grew up in the era of censorship, even in the media, which is funny though, because they don't have any censorship nowadays. They might have their kid channels, but we know they don't have to go through the leaps we had to go through.
1: There's so many curse words on TV now, and um, what else? Curse words and like nudity, like it's it's a bit crack right
0: nah it definitely is i don't agree with it but i that's funny that censorship is not where it was but also the censoring of ourselves isn't either not that i think you know children need to look at a, a half naked body in order to learn that but right right <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about i guess the benefits we're we're kind of in that box we're, we're discussing the benefits of identifying emotions, perhaps for future generations. But you today, if you woke up tomorrow morning and you could identify every single emotion that could ever exist, what would be the benefit of that to your life?
1: As I would get out of my head and I would be able to live in the present. And I would be able to decompartmentalize old memories that my subconscious will never get rid of, but be able to have control over my day-to-day. I can't remember how this post was worded, but it was basically like, you gonna let an emotion that can dissolve in five seconds ruin your whole day. And that Mm. was me. And so a way to have control over my day, my interactions is to be able to know that feelings and emotions are natural and to spend time figuring out what's causing it do what I need to do self-care wise to eradicate it and go on about my day instead of allowing mm-hmm. that one feeling to just, bam, have me in the bed curled up in a ball or, you know, almost about to sever a relationship because in one moment I allow impulsivity to take its course.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That sounds like heaven, honestly. Yeah. And it reminds me of mindfulness, mm-hmm. which might be something I got to look into. But, yeah, that reminds me of the this, um, practice of mindfulness where your whole goal is just to stay present. Yeah. It doesn't matter what could happen. It doesn't matter what did happen. It's about mm-hmm. what is now. And right. it's yeah. not about you. It's not about the individual. But it's just about the energy. It's about right. being rather yeah. than um, You know how how we get caught in our ego and we're worried about our presentation and we're worried about Mm -hmm. a lot of different things that don't matter it takes us away from the the raw emotion of just living and we're in our brain rather than in our spirit um so i yeah
1: there's a book that i was reading uh it's called the untethered soul by i think his name is michael a singer and he was talking about when you think about just the experience of living is all about energy and thoughts, emotions, they're like energy that come in and out. And when you get caught up on that one thought, that one memory, it gets caught up in you. And that's mm-hmm. when you get all wonky and out of whack. And so instead of instead, what we need to do is just allow things to enter and exit. Don't hold on mm-hmm. to those things. Just let them go. And one example that he gave was a guy his girlfriend has like a blue Mustang and he's at the light. And he turns and thinks that that's his girlfriend in a blue Mustang, in her car, kissing another man. And he holds on to mm-hmm. that thought. And what happens is that thought fesses into the, one of the factors of why they break up. And every time he sees that blue Mustang while he's driving, it gives him a, like a, it triggers him. And mm-hmm. like the author was saying, instead of him just saying, oh, my girl got a blue Mustang like that and just keeping it pushing. He allowed that thought that energy to get stuck in him and it contributed to the ruining of his relationship and later traumatizing him every time he see that car and i know for me i get caught on allowing things to get stuck inside and not just letting it go i ruminate my therapist told me today you're ruminating that's contributing to your anxiety mm-hmm. so it's really important that we just let things flow mm-hmm. don't hold on just let it flow
0: As you said that, letting it come in, and then letting it go, I felt my shoulders letting go. Cause I hold everything right here. I know Mm -hmm. all the time, my neck, my shoulders are tight. But that also reminded me of the practice of the calming breath, breath work. And that's where you hold, you inhale. Hold for two seconds, and then you release for four. And that um, is physically, releasing that's mentally spiritual everything it releases you um for for me i like breath work so what advice would you give to somebody who is who tries to let go what kind of practices do you like that you would share with somebody else
1: i'm definitely getting into the breath work because i notice that when i'm going through something i have shallow breathing and it feels like i'm i'm holding my breath and in those moments when I acknowledge that, I immediately start doing breath work. So I would say definitely doing the breath work. If if it's a person that's prone to having like panic attacks or whatever, to guide themselves to become grounded in being in the present, I would say start using their senses to identify things they can immediately hear, see, touch, and taste. Mm-hmm. And then um, one thing my friend does is she has uh, affirmations that she's recorded on her phone to herself and Mm -hmm. if you're someone like me that literally has to have a well intentional day the first thing that she does in the morning is when she wakes up she pops her head buds in earbuds in and she listens to the affirmation that she says about herself and it kind of like helps her to flow into her day um and then also having like some paper by you to just kind of like free write like what's immediately on your mind how are you feeling stuff like that like because i feel like the writing aspect is also a way of getting that energy out so breathing Mm -hmm. tapping into your senses listening into any like audible affirmations or or words that will calm you and then also like writing it out that's going to help too Mm, well, t- taking a walk i love to take a walk now go out into some nature look at the green trees feel the sun that's gonna make you feel good as well Facts.
0: when it's warm for me though
1: true, true, true. <laughs> sure. right
0: yeah we have north Sir, in east coast weather nippy.
1: yeah so <laughs> exactly. <still> nippy outside
0: <laughs> but now that's real i like being by water too specifically oh, yeah. when it's warm you go to the beach Ooh. I know because Delaware, I know you have a nice beach out there. I've heard. I have not been been
1: out there yet. I still love the the beaches on the coast of North Carolina. Like, I love those beaches, but I have not Mm. been to uh, the beaches in Delaware yet. I got to talk my husband into taking me because he's not really a beach guy. But when I do go, I'll let you know.
0: Facts. I would love to drive down there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Shoot. So everyone, you heard the tips that Kiana had for um, being able to calm yourself down, being able to receive and let go. Um, So I there was one thing I wanted to say. I can't remember it now. So I would say that I should let it go (laughs) instead of trying to retrieve it.
1: Um, Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What, what advice would you give yourself now that you're in a new space in your life where you're opening up to feeling and acknowledging your emotions? What advice would you give to the younger you that probably couldn't fathom that you would be who you are today? Ooh, um,
0: I honestly would say when I think deeply about that, I could fathom who I am today. I, I wanted to be who I am today
1: Beautiful. which is it's
0: it's not me that's all God yeah. <laughs> that's all God I can't take credit for that but I was taught that anything that I want with the will of Allah is how I can get it so right. I was I, I have several journals <laughs> that are all have written in but I have them so I was big with writing and I would tell myself to write more as well as to, I would say, write some poetry, be more artistic with it Um, because I would usually write when I was extremely angry because I had a lot of anger issues growing up. Um, But in terms of being who I am today, I did not think it would happen this quickly to be able to feel the love and be open to love the way that I am. I did not expect that. And that wasn't really in my scope, honestly. So I would tell myself to to love more and be loved more. That's the most important part.
1: You made me think of this song, this reggae song by Bob Andy. How's it go? I want a love I can feel. That's the only kind of love I think is real don't want to be going by something i've heard because baby actions speak louder than words well that's Ooh. my jam but when like we get so caught up in the feeling of love mm-hmm. that we don't realize that it's also an action mm-hmm. definitely an action that's a beautiful thing that you knew that you were going to become this person you didn't know when you didn't know how but you knew this is my end goal this is who i want to become someone who's more expressive and, uh, and comfortable in her emotions And I would say for me, the advice that I would give myself is, no matter how much they try to make you seem like you're wrong for being moody or emotional, hold on to those emotions, never lose those emotions because one day it's gonna make sense why you're that way and you'll know how to express them in the way that's healthy for you. Because that's literally, I I wasn't even manifesting that when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, it's a blessing for me to have been moody and emotional because I could have just completely turned that off and struggled to turn it back on, but I never lost sight of it. I just was more picky about who I expressed myself to. And I'm happy being this way because if I do give me a cry baby, because they call me a cry baby, if my baby is like crying all the time, I'm not going to think, oh, this is payback for me crying for my mom. I'm going to say, oh, I got me a, I got me a, an empath on my hand. I got me a baby that God willing is going to, you know, I can teach them how to feel and not be ashamed mm. of it.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing your heart, your soul. For real. Thank is you there... for
1: having me on this podcast.
0: Of course. No, I'm excited. You, you, like I said, I'm I'm looking at you, and I didn't know you were 31. I thought you were, like, my age at most. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 20, 27. I'm about to be 28. Aww. So I'm thinking we at the same, same. I mean, we're not that much apart, but right. I'm thinking we're, like, at the same thing. I even thought you were younger at one point because you have this brightness and youthfulness to you that, <laughs> shoot, I love it. And I don't, you, well, you know what they say, girl,
1: it. you know what they say? Black on crack.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: Shoot. Not at all. <laughs> nah, that's real. But um, I was, I'm very happy to finally be able to speak with you live. Nice. And it's this, like I said, you're watching you and listening to your podcast, which everyone needs to go listen to that. Um, it allows me to kind of delve into these emotions more because like i said newly married now um i'm still i know hormones are still in me from the pregnancy like Uh i'm experiencing emotions all at once so a lot of times i'm like this like oh god what is happening but listening to your podcast legit and the podcast that you sent me Uh made me kind of align everything more where it's like calm down it's okay (laughs) it's okay to have those feelings you don't yeah. have to chase them. Let them come and let them go. And right. you can name them if you look them up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. Honestly, the start of my podcast was a way for me to start amplifying my voice and to start getting off paper and start speaking. Um I always forget to tell people that that's the reason why Kiana Speaks exists, because I got tired of writing to paper. And I said, you know what? There are other people in the world who feel and think like I do. And I don't want them to feel alone how I felt alone. So Mm -hmm. for those who resonate, they can find healing through listening to an episode or they can just feel that sense of resonation. So, yeah, that was pretty much like turning paper turning my podcast into like my worldwide web diary without telling too much but yeah like it really helped me to find confidence in telling people how I feel because like it's scary to like I still work through it on social media on my own Instagram platform because I don't know who gave everybody the entitlement to kind of like take everything left but it's like you know you have to be careful how you you know choose to express yourself on social media because people take things left all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's because people confident. love to troll. That's all. They're on there just to talk. <laughs> Facts. Cute. But I do... There was a resource I found I want to share with you. Um, okay. By Brene Brown on her website. And I wanted... It was a um, list of 30 core emotions. So I just wanted to... Um, we can kind of, like, popcorn it. I'll read one out, and then you just tell me what you think of it. Um, okay. But before that, you have music on your podcast. Every episode has some music in the background and the intro. Tell me about your relationship with music, because I'm a music head. What's up, everyone? I'm back. I really hope you enjoyed that episode that was just part one. Don't forget, I have other parts. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening. Before you click out, do not forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast episode. Peace.